0: Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome back. We're here. Episode three, you know, I know we took a little bit of a short hiatus. We kind of, we missed a week, you know, but w- we needed a week off. Yeah. Uh, Saul, you know, he was, he was busy. He was traveling the world. He was getting new experiences. Oh, yeah. I no, he was just too lazy to show up. It was his fault. Blame it all on him. But we are back. Es- episode three, we have an exciting one for you. And, you know, what do you have to say? What do you think? I'm excited. You're excited? I'm ready. I'm excited, too. So let's get into it. Our first news segment of the show in history. That, that deserves a round of applause. We're doing our jobs. Yeah. We're covering the news. Okay, so we got, we're going to talk about some things. So here we go. First on the list, Rihanna's pregnant, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. <gasps> yeah, so wow. she's having a baby with ASAP Rocky. You know, they've kind of been linked together for a long time Long now. time. Like, they've, it's, their relationship, I didn't even realize w- they were in a real relationship. I know they've, there's been kind of a gray area, you know, I, people speculated a lot, but now she's officially pregnant. It was announced yesterday, picture of her ro- uh, walking with ASAP Rocky, and she, she's like, what, it looks like at least three or four months pregnant. has to me.
0: She looked, she looked pretty big though, I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, congratulations to her. Absolutely. And in other news, we're going to, we're going to go from, from, well, we'll actually, we'll t- we'll cover the most pressing right now. Yeah. So, it was officially announced today that Tom Brady is retiring. Now, I know for those of you who are like, well, we knew this a couple days ago. Actually, no, because he didn't officially announce it till today. It was rumors. It was rumored and leaked that he was leaning towards retirement. Uh, His company had tweeted out, uh, TB12 Sports had tweeted out that, you know, thanking him and uh, officially acknowledging the retirement, but it was later deleted, which caused worldwide panic. Everybody was thinking, oh my goodness. Did did we piss off Tom Brady that he's going to come back at age 45 to play one more year? No, that's not the case. He just wanted to officially announce it himself, and his 22 year career is over. Seven Super Bowls later, uh, 22 years of misery later, five Super Bowl MVPs, I mean. The guy's nuts.
0: I think, honestly, but he's done so much that I think I can't just do anything but respect him. Oh, no, he's the GOAT, no doubt. Yeah.
1: But, you know, I guess the one thing that I share in common with all of you uh, Dolphin fans out there is the misery's finally over. No more Tom Brady. We don't have to see him win any more Super Bowls. We don't have to see him torment the league anymore. I mean, my goodness, at the age of 44, he just put up an MVP Caliber season. That is...
0: It's truly an end of an era.
1: Nuts. Yeah, it's the end of an era, but that guy is... I'm sorry to, like, gush here, but that guy's nuts. The way he, put, like, took care of his body at freaking 44, and he was able to, you know, like, do that. That is insane. Wow. And over the weekend, if you missed it, in some NFL action, the Cincinnati Bengals pulled off possibly one of the biggest upsets... That we've seen in a really long time in the playoffs, they will be going to the Super Bowl for the first time since wow. nineteen eighty nine. Joe Burrow, that that he's just that guy, that guy. The ki- yeah, Joe Burrow, the kid from Home Alone. That that's the same one. Mm-hmm. He grew up and now he's tormenting the NFL. Uh, yeah, the first time since nineteen eighty nine when they lost to the San Francisco Forty Nine ers twenty to sixteen. I mean, it's been a long time for for Cincinnati. They've they've had to go through uh. A lot of torment with their sports teams, but at least you know they. F- wow, that 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 was an insane game. That's that game had me
0: had me my dad and my brother at the edge of their seats.
1: Yeah, you know, they. It was it was in January of nineteen eighty nine when the Super Bowl took place, and uh, that was that was a long time ago. And here they are. They're going to be playing in L.A. They'll be taking on the Los Angeles Rams, which is. Quite possibly the funnest, funniest coincidence because there had never been a home team Super Bowl, like a team that was playing at home for their Super Bowl, and now we've had it two years in a row. Tampa Bay was the first team yeah. in NFL history to do it last year, and L.A. followed them up, and they will now be playing in L.A. for the Super Bowl. It's kind of crazy. It's crazy. But back to the Mangos anyway. The Chiefs were up 18 points. They were up 21-3, to 3, and I was like, oh, you know, it's over. Like th- this is it? They're they're gonna get massacred on national TV, but it was a good run. It was. And Joe Burrow said, "Well, hold my beer, I'm built for this." I went to LSU. The Miracle Kid. The Miracle Kid. He uh he fought. He once fought off two home invaders. <laughs> <laughs> multiple times, and he did it again. He s- pulled out. He pulled and that and give credit to the Cincinnati defense. It's not too many people that are able to do that to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they had that guy. They had his number. They didn't have his number for the first quarter because it was 21-3, to three, but they settled down and would eventually score 21 unanswered points, and the Chiefs would tight at the end, but eventually in overtime, Cincinnati would be the victor. So, yeah. yeah. The Super Bowl is set. Los Angeles Rams, Cincinnati Bengals. It should be a fun matchup. You know, that you know for all you sports fans out there it's going to be an offensive game i don't i don't expect much defense but i may be proven wrong okay <coughs> moving on
0: he's going to lose in other and news
1: all right here we go here's some fun ones so normally wwe's not talked about too much but for some reason a lot of celebrities were seen at the royal rumble and not seen sitting in the stands no, no entering, entering the ring the match yeah so Johnny Knoxville from... We can't say it. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we can say it. Jack that. butt. Jack butt. We'll yeah, there it. you go. <laughs> Jack butt. That sounds stupid. Really yeah. But <laughs> Johnny Knoxville entered the ring wearing kind of like a superhero costume.
0: Yeah, and he came with Wee Man and the rest of the crew. Yeah, he
1: came with his whole crew, right? And that was just weird to see. And making his third? S- third? Or third
0: or no, third.
1: Third appearance in the ring, Bad Bunny. Also hopped into the ring and body slammed, or he did. What no, was he about? hit was like the f- he
0: hit the bunny destroyer. His bunny finishing de- move. Oh wow, that's
1: uh, the bunny destroyer. What was it? Was like a flip over a, a guy, fli- right? Yeah, he flipped. like he
0: he was standing in the middle of the
1: ring and then like he did a jump and flipped the guy.
0: Basically, yeah. How weird! And then Ronda Rousey makes a return. Yeah, Ronda Rousey came back, but she's you know.
1: She kind of been a thing. She's not the celebrity, you know. Well, she is a celebrity, but she's a celebrity for beating people up. Yeah, that's that's what she she's needs a to celebrity for. for. The wrong, not the wrong, not the wrong reasons. reasons. It made a lot of money, but yeah, to see Bad Bunny and Johnny Knoxville entering the ring, kind of, it's weird. It was weird. Now I guess it's an attention grabber and it's interesting, but you know, that's hey, good for them. Good for them. I guess in the t- it's an experience to try it.
0: Everyone has to try it once. <laughs> and Everyone and has to try it
1: run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Entering the Royal Rome. Now, you're you're pretty, like big into the WWE. I'm knowledgeable in wrestling. Were people happy about Bad Bunny? Because I know I know the first time he was kind of there, people were like,
0: the amount of recent celebrities coming into wrestling. Logan Paul, thirty. F- Six, I would like to say. Oh, the yeah. 37. Yeah, Logan Paul. I forgot about that. Um, not a lot of people were happy. People just were just happy to, for him to get beat up. But, like, um, besides that, Bad Bunny, I honestly doubted his, you know, ex- skills. And I didn't really find him as a good. This is my opinion, obviously. Um, but I didn't find him as a good musician for a while. I heard Booker T, and I seen him in the ring. He was just as good as everyone else in the ring. He's he's good.
1: He's good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of videos of him training. So I'm gonna give him credit because he he does put he put in a lot of work. If you like, I think he posted
0: some on his Instagram. Yeah, and he's of him at the performance center training. He's a he's also a big wrestling fan. Hell, even Rey Mysterio after the Royal Rumble match gave him his mask. That's a sign of respect.
1: Yeah. So I mean, he's a big fan. I guess it is a cool collaboration, but it's just weird to see. Yeah. Never kind of usually. I mean, there was Mike Tyson back in the day, but. Used to like he would make a couple appearances, yeah. It's just weird, like a singer like Bad
0: Bunny and Johnny Knoxville. That was completely random, yeah. That John one was, I did not expect Johnny Knoxville in that rumble at all. And I just see him, I'm like scratching my head, okay, okay, like, sure. We're gonna roll with that, <laughs> all right. And last but not least, our
1: final topic: so Sony has acquired Bungie, the game development studio, for $3.6 billion. Dollars. Now, <laughs> to the average person. I mean that is tho- those are the creators of Destiny right there and the first couple halos technically. Yeah. It's just a weird it's just weird timing because they said the deal's been in works in the works for like, like months for right? months but the announcement comes shortly after the, the Xbox acquisition the Microsoft, acti- uh, well, the uh, Microsoft aqui- acquisition, acquisition of Activision. So it just it's kind of fishy on the timing. It seems like this was like to combat that a combat move whether it was actually I mean obviously these ti- type of things take months and I do ca- I guess I do believe them when they said that but it's just weird the timing of that announcement coming so shortly after Microsoft announced that they would be taking Activision
0: I want to believe that at one point it was a private thing cuz they probably went private with most of their information like acquisitions and whatnot so I want to believe is that when Microsoft bought activision i w- I'm assuming they went public with it intentionally, not like oh yeah, this isn't you know we didn't we didn't just plan this, no intentionally they did this to be like, well, now look what we got, yeah, which is like not like more comp- competition means that both brands are gonna push to their best that but is true, that's true at the same time, I don't think this is a good business practice at it's all. it's not,
1: but the fear comes with people um you know in the and kind of as we've gone on and gotten more into the future this console console exclusivity thing a lot of people really don't like it mm-hmm. when they take you know games and 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 just make certain what's been done is certain modes that get made console exclusive or wh- whatever it may be there's just it's a battle and it seems like it's just over the years become more about pettiness and money and money rather than truly you know, for the gamer truly for the yeah so but Microsoft came out and stated that nothing would change with you know any of the titles, especially Call of Duty, that that would continue to release on PlayStation, of course, because of that's course. just too much money. That's
0: just money going away. If and you has Sony released anything about Bun- Destini- Destiny? I don't think so. Not at this moment. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, but I don't think
1: Sony's released a statement yet. I mean, this deal is pretty new. It got announced yesterday. I remember reading it. But it's it is a big deal. But, once again, it's just the timing of it that's uh, just suspect. Yeah. Like, the the announcement, I mean, Bungie's a good company, but will it be enough to, to combat, combat Activision?
0: Activision? I mean, I d- guess they did this because, well, Activision. You know yeah, they there's a lot going on. They own Call of Duty. They own Crash Bandicoot. They own basically every IP, uh, plus Blizzard.
1: Yes, yeah, They're they're... They and bought Blizzard. And
0: they own Candy Crush, technically, because they <laughs> bought uh, whoever made that their, Candy their Crush. Their
1: biggest game, Candy, <laughs> Candy Crush. Crush.
0: The moms are going to spend even more money now because they're going to be on home
1: consoles.
0: It's going to be you. awesome. Yeah,
1: but there's a lot also a lot going on with Activision right now, currently a big scandal um, going on with... You know the interior, like you've heard. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't
0: think we really need to discuss it on here. but yeah, I think like we. The they are they're in a lot. There are a lot of hot water. they are a so lot of hot water. California we'll see how freedom. prosperous
1: uh, it is for for Microsoft the acquisition of Activision. Yeah. But, moving on anyway, segwaying. Let's see. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into what? What else did we miss? Oh yeah. Okay. This is what I wanted to talk about. So last episode, I wanted I wanted to g- bring this message on because Alex Stone told me to bring this message to you guys. He said in the most sarcastic tone, "Thank you for all the warm messages about his opinion." <laughs> he so, and I told him, "Well, you kind of deserved it because you know."
0: You knew it was coming.
1: You first of all, I told him you had to know it was coming you know some of his takes were pretty awful uh just to kind of recap a little bit of what he said i'll just say one thing and you'll kind of understand how bad it was stating val kilmer was his favorite batman was probably one of the worst things but he just wanted to show appreciation and love to all of you for for just he said thank you guys for also uh changing me and uh i, I he said he's seen the light that's that yeah I mean,
0: (laughs) he must be proud of himself for what he was saying. On he, I told
1: him he probably should have been discharged by Officer Cooper. (laughs) I told him I was like, you know, what you said was pretty bad. That, uh, in the moment, you can't flame him, but I guess afterward, you know, you think,
0: oh, maybe I can.
1: Yeah, (laughs) maybe. Yeah, maybe you can. It is, you know, it's just Alex Stone, who is, by the way, will be nice. He is running for for all you seniors out there going to senior breakfast he's running for Mr. Ferguson. Vote for him, man. Vote for him. He embodies it. I mean, other than me, of course. If I I I would run, but it's just I would win too easily. So, I'm choosing not to run, but he does embody. He does embody Ferguson t- like on the greatest level. I mean, what the guy does for school, how much he does. He's just so active. So, show him some love, you seniors out there. And, and vote for him for Mr. Ferguson.
0: Hey, listen, I may not be a senior. I'm a junior. But ha- if if I was a senior now, I'd vote for him. I thought you were going to say that.
1: Uh, you know, I know I'm not a senior. I'm a junior. But I'm going to find a way to vote for him. I was like, oh, you're going to rig the vote? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never. That always goes over well. <laughs> that always goes over well. But, like I said, give him give a shout out. We know... You know, he gave he gave us other than his terrible takes. He did give us a lot of good information about the senior events coming up, his role, his job, how many clubs he's involved with. So it, he was he was good to talk to. So show show Alex Stone some love, guys, please. I kind of feel bad. Stop hating on him. Like th- th- that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like it gets it gets a little cli- we not cliche. We just love Le- we love Alex It's L- it is pretty funny. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I can you know. Freedom of speech. I can't tell you what you guys what to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love Alex Stone here on the um, on Falcon Views, everyone. But he's not allowed ever again. Yeah. On no, absolutely not.
1: The only there's only one permanent, reoccurring guest, and that's Mister Lahai. He's the only yeah. one. Yeah. He's the only one that can come back on. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Don't applaud yet because he can only ever come back on because he technically, you know, he's like. He, he's the ruler, so he he controls when he can come back on. He he overrides my my decisions, and he's like, ah, I'm coming on.
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: we're going to get ready now. We're in a second. We're going to have our guests call in. It's a big surprise. You know, you guys w- are going to learn a lot about him. I guess I'll kind of give you a rundown now so we don't have to – I don't want to embarrass him, you know, listing all his accolades. We don't want him getting all – he is a former student. An actor now who has, who stars, can we say hit show? Yeah, hit show Black Lightning.
0: Hit show Black
1: Lightning. He is also in BMF, a Showtime show, correct? Yeah, he's he's done a bunch of other projects, and I'm gonna get to. S- we'll see if I can get him to talk about an upcoming project that he's gonna be in. Hopefully, he can give us some details on that. But he'll he'll be calling in, and I'm excited to talk to him because. Truth be told, reading what he's done at the school, it's a lot similar to me. Like, and, and we're going to get into that. Yes, it is. Don't, we have people, our live audience here is face palming. Not true. And I'm going to make the connections. Why are you laughing? I'm going to make <laughs> the connections. You'll see. Just, just wait and see. Give it time. And then you'll see the dots connected. I will connect the dots. Connect the dots then. Okay, well, yeah, if I have to now. So, so we'll call them up and then we're going to I'm going to start connecting the dots for you. Ready? Here we go. We're ringing the phone. Let's see. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? What's How's it good? going? So. I'm living, man. I'm living. So, welcome in our guest, Rafael Castillo. Thank you for joining us. We're <laughs> <For applauding> you. <laughs> hey. Welcome Hold in, Hold on. Man. Give me a second. All right, let me put these headphones on so I can hear you better. No problem. No problem. No problem. I love the KC hat, by the way. I love it. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we hear you loud and clear. All
2: right, perfect, perfect. I can hear you a lot better as well.
1: There we go. Well, welcome in, man. Mm-hmm. How how are you how are you doing? I'm good,
2: man. I can't complain, man. I was just getting some writing done before y'all called us. Uh, I'm I'm chilling though. I can't. Hey, life is good, man. Life is good. <laughs> how you doing?
1: Pretty pretty good. And the first thing I want to touch on is, can you please tell us what t-shirt you are wearing? I I love that. <laughs>
2: It's just I don't even know what the brand is or anything, but it's like one of those classic tie-dye shirts kind of, and it has like a elephant on it.
1: A giant elephant. That's. I approve it. You approve? That I approve That's it. awesome.
2: Now. Yeah, man, it's, it's saucy. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it definitely is. No, that's that that is that is amazing. Okay. Now, I appreciate it. Why you know, we'll we'll get we'll get into your professional career in a minute, For but sure. first. Obviously, you are a Ferguson alumni. Yeah, I, wa- yeah. I want to ask you about probably your most hit show, Come On Man, that you used to do for the morning oh. announcements. That's that's where we're going to
2: wow. start. Wow. <laughs> that is hilarious, man. Wow, wow. That was, yeah. So, I mean, funny thing is, is uh, my junior year, uh, going into senior year, I was picking my electives. And I wanted to do, I had been trying to get into TV the entire, my entire high school life, and I never got it. So I was uh, selecting TV1, and one of my uh, friends was like, no, I don't select TV1 because that's just, you know, you're going to learn a lot of information. Just do TV2. If you're senior, they'll give it to you. So I chose TV2. And then um, when I got into the class, uh, our teacher was like, hey, you know, you guys. Everyone here took TV one and, and blah blah, and everyone raised their hand. I was the only one who did not raise my hand. She's like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> I was like, I, "I chose the class and they let me do it." And they said, "All right, fine. Well, you know, you guys' responsibility in this class is you're gonna do interviews for the morning announcements, blah blah." And I went up to her and I was like, "Look, I got an idea. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do more interviews. I don't want to do interviews." But look, me and it was our crew, me and Mikey had this idea for this show called Come On Man and we pitched her the show and she was like, Alright, alright, show me one episode and if I like it, I'll let you guys keep doing it. And like, okay, cool. And then we shot the first we shot the first episode. We had a blast while doing it. Uh, I edited it. We took it to her. And she was like Oh, <laughs> and she liked it, and it just kind of became a date. Wow, I haven't thought about that show in a minute, man. I'm, that's funny. Um, Shout out to Miss Ozone or Miss Moreno now, who, you know, she uh, she she definitely gave us that opportunity, and to be honest, kind of put me in a path to this career that I'm I'm now
1: <laughs> pursuing. Now, tell us, what would Come On, Man entail? What what was the premise of the show?
2: So the premise of the show is kind of like uh, uh, it was like a high school guide to uh, the things that you don't do, right? So <laughs> the first episode was about putting a homeboy on blast, <laughs> and um, you know, so the way it would start was, you know, me and me and my best friend Mikey, we would sit on, you know, the bench. I don't even know what Ferguson looks like now, but the two benches in front of the gym, it's like literally right in front of the doors. Mm-hmm. We sit on on one of those benches. And we would explain, like, it was like, oh, you know, one of the things you don't do is when, you know, your homeboy is trying to put down with a girl, blah, blah. And she walks by later, you know, don't put them on blah, blah. I, said, I forgot exactly what we said. but And then we would be like, yo, they don't know what we're talking about, man. We got to show them. Remember, All right, watch, watch this. And it would cut into, like, a skit of said thing happening. And then it would end with us with a little, you know, ending like, oh, here's what you do do, blah, blah, blah. And then it just, end you know, like, come
1: on, man. Like and <laughs> but, and how many episodes did you guys get to make?
2: I don't even remember, man. I think we did like four successful ones.
3: <laughs> we, we,
2: we, and then, and then, uh, uh senioritis kicked in. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so senioritis canceled the show.
2: Senior, I just canceled the show, unfortunately. Man. And,
1: and other than Come On, Man, what what else did you do for the morning announcements? Or that, that was it? Like, Come On, Man was
3: that, that you? Was,
2: yeah, that was it. That was it. I wasn't even like, like I said, we weren't even supposed to be doing that. Yeah. We were supposed to be like doing the, the random interviews. and She kind of just let us get away with it because she liked the idea. But aside from that, that was the only thing I did in TV. It was football was my thing.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was going to ask you, you did play for the football team. Um, What position, what position were you?
2: Oh, uh, man. Coach Chu had me everywhere, man. Like, I played every position on the offensive line. I had played every position on the defensive line. <laughs> but my main, main position was uh, my senior year was left tackle.
1: Okay. And, you know. Obviously, we're we're not built, we're not cut from the same cloth. We're not built the same, <laughs> but I don't know when's the last time you've been to Ferguson. But here here's a Ferguson football player, a senior Where? Ferguson football player at that. Uh, so, nice. game, man. We game.
2: That's family, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. But um, you know, you you should you should come by again. I'm sure, I'm sure you could teach teach all the young guys a little something.
2: Man, when I get back to Miami, I mean, I usually try to stop by. I, I love both but I love the floor program. That is a forever piece of me. So yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. When's um when's the last time you spoken to him?
2: <laughs> the last time I went to go went to Ferguson it was probably I want to say before I moved from Miami, so two thousand nineteen.
0: Okay, that's pretty recent.
1: Yeah, yeah, two yeah two thousand nineteen. Well, I'm just, you know I'll, I'll break it to you because I've I, I've been here still. You know, he's you know, he's still the same. He's he's a lovable guy, but he's still that loud, you know, angry, angry guy. I love it. No, I you know. I love it. He's 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 <laughs> I amazing. Went, I, I went through it. Everybody else got to
2: go through it. Too. Oh yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> you know, at the end, once it's over, that's that's when you guys can, you know, you can be buddy buddies, but while you're going through it, yeah, it's <laughs> You got to you got to go through it's it's the trial run. That's what it is. You got
2: to you got to go through it. And then once you make it through it, it's peace and love. Then,
1: yeah, then it's peace and love. He's just, he's just <laughs> testing you. That's all it is. It's a four-year-long test to see if you can cut it.
2: I'll tell you what, though, man. After after going through that program in high school, a lot of things I face in life do not seem so different. And that's, like, a very
1: honest truth. Really? And, okay, <laughs> yeah. that that's kind of an interesting point because I do want to go into that with you. Obviously, you know, for all the listeners, not too many people are in the locker room, but he does preach that a lot. He always is saying that a lot of the things you learn here you're gonna take with you in life.
2: A thousand percent, a thousand percent. I think um, <clears throat> uh, he does a good job at at building young men, man. And I I I realize it because I look at how a lot of my other teammates are doing them when we when we meet up and we talk. And it's like you don't realize that a lot of those trials and tribulations we face in, in football and, you know, understand the importance of brotherhood and being there for your brother, it, 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 adds, it adds responsibility that, you know, your typical 16, 15, 17-year-old is not having to, to attain, you know what I mean? And as you go through life, you know, for instance, like, you know, I'm, I'm an actor and one of the things that we face a lot is you know hearing no a lot and, and taking a lot of l's but it's like i used to have to run gassers every monday man oh <laughs> man you know what gas, i'm saying like, gasser monday you know, when my, when my coach used to be on my head about wearing my uniform the right way you know what i mean yeah. like there are certain things that that you don't realize are are shaping you into dealing with a certain type of pressure but until you get in those positions you're like oh
3: yeah.
2: I learned that at Ferguson. Yeah. When I was doing this. You know what I mean? So it's the forever great. like I said, forever grateful for that program and coach two for sure.
3: Yeah.
1: And other than football, what what other sports did you play?
2: Well, shot put, man. Track track and field, shot put, man. Well that, that was my other bag, man.
1: That then <laughs> that's a good segue to bring in your coach, Mr. Lahey, a regular on this show. Lahey.
4: What's up, buddy? Lahey. <laughs> Mr. Record Holder, I still remember that day yeah. that you actually broke that record.
2: That was a good day, man. That, that was, was a, great a really day. good day.
4: And, and <laughs> the the one thing that I do appreciate from from that experience with you, oh, Rafi fell. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing is that you you didn't just throw that forty nine five once. You you did it multiple times. So it, that yeah. right there is solidified the fact that you are the record holder at the shot put. But Ralphie, Ralphie was a, you know, he's a big dude, but he's an athletic cat. Like, honestly, like for him to move the way he did in, in shot put and and, and when shot put, everybody thinks about strength. And Ralphie, don't get me wrong, is strong, but it's it's a lot of finesse. And, y- you know, for him to get that throw, that's that's a pretty that's a that's a really finesse individual right there. So definitely. Pretty a let them, let them know about that 4 by 1 too oh yeah <laughs> were, <laughs> were you like the 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 end the last guy no, no I, was, I was the second leg I was you're the second, second leg. leg you weren't the fourth leg yeah, yeah we used to do uh, at the we had a track meet called the West Kendall track meet and it was basically all the West Kendall schools and and uh one of the main events and it was a main event cuz everybody stopped what they were doing to watch was the fat man relay <laughs> and it was all the throwers from every squad in a, in a four by one competition. And we dominated that. Honestly, we dominated that. Like,
2: I don't think that we lost. So funny, bro. Nah, we did it. We did it.
3: Nah,
4: <laughs> our girls were definitely undefeated. Cause most of our girls were all, all part of the four by one anyways. Wow. <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, track, man. I love track. I love it so much,
4: man. That was, that was a blast in itself, man. And it was, it was a funny thing it's like, 'Cause you go from the seriousness and the harshness of football because I've coached football, I've played football, and I understand what he what you guys are talking about. But then you go to track and track is a very like laid back sort of atmosphere. It's the polar opposite because with track it's it's about individual success. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, the team success comes when when we're getting ready for districts and, and we're lining ourselves up to to get to that point and we support each other. But once you go on yeah. to that circle you're on your own and it's just a, mm-hmm. you know, understanding, you know, how to control your emotions and, you know, there are times where you have a bad throw and you have to realize, you know, that it's not the last throw. You, you got other throws. You got to get better and better and better and you work at it. It's, it definitely it helps you build a different kind of mental strength. I'll tell you that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because once you're in that circle, you have to, you, you kind of become on your own. You know, everything gets if blocked you, out. You and you, yeah. You everything gets blocked out. You you don't listen to anybody. You don't listen to the the referee. You don't listen to your coach, who's still trying to throw you some pointers. You you, you got to be by yourself, and it's a whole different ball game.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now, was Lahey tough on you? Like, was he? Was he? Or was he a laid-back guy?
2: Nah, Lahe was cool, man. Lahey Lahey would come tell me, hey, look, here's what you got to work on. Now gave me my thirty throws, <laughs> and that's what it was. And you know, he'd sit, he'd sit there. All right, let's fix this. Let's fix that. And then kind of just allow me to to do what I do. And and when I needed something, he was there. Otherwise, it was like you you got it. You know, if you're doing, you're learning. you and, and that's what I mean when I say like track is a type of, of sport where like you know it is a lot where you have to build and kind of and 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 go forward and and you you build this sort of kind of of different kind of mental strength because it is a lot up here yeah yeah. you know what i mean and and i think with because it's such a heady sport having a coach like lahir that was like chill and like not in your face all the time and not super super on, on top of at least for me on top of me like that it helped me because there's so much pressure here already to have someone around that's like gonna joke around with you for a little bit chill and like do that, it brought it brought a different kind of peace, especially someone like like the person I am, where like I don't like being bad at things. <laughs> it, it definitely helped out, man. And there was there was an atmosphere where there was comfort, where I could jump around, where I could, you know, just be who I was as I was practicing this sport.
4: Yeah, because you know, coaching both football and, and track, you kind of realize like in football, it's it's more about like tearing tearing down and then building back up. Right. that's where that's where you're gonna get the best out of people um, but in track it's more about okay you you need you need to get in your in the right state of mind you, you need to work on some things you know hear some pointers and and, and, and you need to you know um, get into your own headspace and, and and learn how to block everything out so it's a it's a different dynamic. So, so what
1: I'm getting at here is you've gotten grumpier with age, Laje. <laughs> <laughs> you, you used to be laid back and chill. No,
4: I'm, I'm still laid back when it comes to, like, I don't I haven't coached track in a while. But um I know that if I go back into track, it's going to be the same sort of atmosphere. Because when I started in track, like Ralphie, I didn't know the sport. And, and my coaches were very laid back. And their attitude and their way of coaching helped me get better at it. And their style of coaching is what, you know, I took from them. And that's when I coach track, that's what I, you know, give to them. When I coach football, I had a bunch of in-your-face coaches and I had coaches that, you know, that did stuff to us that I think they'd be fired for now because they would grab our face mask, shake our heads and, you know, and, and do all sorts of, you know, bullying type stuff that we can't do nowadays, but, you know, that mentality I have when I still coach football. I'm an offensive line coach, and offensive line coaches have to be the loudest ones on the field. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Now, you know, we have talked about the sports, but I want to ask you, you know, other than track and field and shot put and football, talk about, like, your senior year experience. You know, like, what was it like knowing as it got closer to the end of the year that – you know all the senior events and 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 getting ready for college and all that.
2: Man, uh, well, for one, I loved my senior year. I had I had a lot of fun my senior year. Um, it was my most successful year in both the sports I played. I was finally at a comfort as someone who moved around a lot. This is like finally like okay, this is my home. Um, but you know, it it does get to a point where you like. You start to wonder, okay, what happens next? You know what I mean? Yeah. And luckily for me, I was always busy. You know what I mean? If it wasn't football, it was tracking and talking to recruiters and visiting colleges and and all of these things. Um, but there, there, there was a point where you know I got to know, that, okay, what happens? I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to stay in Miami after after high school, just because you know. Uh, where I could get a scholarship, the offers I had were all out of state, mm-hmm. and I think I think when you get towards the end of your your uh, senior year, you kind of face this reality of like everything's gonna change, yeah, and and nothing's gonna be the same. Uh, so you know you try to cherish the moments you do have, especially that those couple of months where you do it's all grad bash, prom, graduation, and all of these sort of end of high school things come is that, you know, at least for me, it was like, okay, I have to cherish this. Mm -hmm. I have to cherish this because I know, you know, and not, not because of bad blood or anything, but I know that there are people that I used to see every day that I used to talk to every day that I won't be seeing anymore. And, And eventually you all grow and you go, you go your separate ways. And you know, it's, it's, not the same relationship you have the memories and you have the fondness but you grow and that's just life you know what i mean the same thing happens when you when you leave college yeah it's it's a constant cycle you know so i love my senior i have fun with it but you know it it was a lot of that just appreciating the small moments that uh, you're not gonna have anymore you
1: know wow yeah that that made me all of a sudden very sad (laughs) (laughs) now Now, now I'm all, Now I might cry. Existential crisis day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you it,
2: might, man. You might, and that's all right, bro. That's no, all right. It, make, my advice to you is make sure you cherish. Yeah. The next yeah. Couple of months.
3: Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah.
1: But you said you know you were talking about offers and all that. So you you went to co- you went to college on a football scholarship. Where did you uh, end yeah. up a- attending?
2: I went to Lindenwood University in uh, Belleville,
1: Illinois. hmm And yeah. and how many? Because I, I did read, I did do my research on you, that you did attend there, but you eventually would walk away from football to focus on acting. And I want to ask you, how yeah. how tough of a choice was that to, you know, that you went up to Illinois and you and you left behind everything, and all of a sudden you decided to make a change?
2: um It wasn't, it, I, I don't think it was a tough choice. I think it was a tough realization. Mm-hmm. And you know the reason I say that is because I I was in college and I was playing football and then at that time football was my life you know what I mean like like I like you asked me earlier how how was high school and the only thing I could think about was football and track <laughs> <laughs> you know um and that's what took up most of my time and in college that's what took up all my time uh, but I wasn't happy anymore yeah. you know when I was playing high school ball I was happy I was having fun I was with my friends. When I played college ball, I felt like work. You know what I mean? And I remember I came home for Christmas break in 2014, which was after my my, uh, my sophomore season. Um, no, no, it was 2013 Christmas. It was after my freshman season. And I was having a conversation with my older cousin about you know life and where we want to go. And he had just found his purpose. He was he's four years old. And he was like, yo, I think I found my purpose. And I was like, man, that's what's up. And, and, and we were just having this conversation. And I was like, man, I don't know how I feel about football anymore. And he asked me this question. He was like, If I told you tomorrow you could play in the NFL for free, would you do it? And I said, No. <laughs> and he was like, Then it might not be for you because if the only reason you're doing it is for money, it's not going to bring you happiness. And I had to kind of, I had this really, really difficult realization like, man, is everything I've spent the past six, seven years, is it, is it, really ending now you know what I mean and and I had to sit down and have a real talk with myself and I made the decision like this isn't what I want to do anymore and I remember I came home and it was just so awkward for me Mm -hmm. because you know when and this this could be just pressure that I put on myself mentally but it was like oh I'm the guy who went to play football and I'm supposed to be making it in football when I got home and everyone's like what are you doing here and I was walking around day campus and they were like, What what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a it was a lot of that and I had to, you know, I I'm I, I speaking honestly, I fell into like a really small depression for a little bit and trying to find where I was and I remember my best friend was like, Yo, there's this acting class down in, in my in, in Winwood and they let you do the first one free and I was like, Let's do it. We we did Come On Man together and and I had fun with that and I was like I had always told myself yo I'm gonna be the kind of football player and it's like The Rock where like you see me doing my sport but you see me in movies too <laughs> and I, I I stepped into that acting class man and I fell in love yeah it's been it's been it ever since
1: yeah yeah and you know it was would you connect the roots to like you said when you did Come On Man in high school and you were like you know what. I've always been. I've always had fun doing something in front of the camera, so let, let me give it a shot.
2: Yeah, it's 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 funny how you realize, at least for me, that my love for art has always been in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ever since I was younger, I remember seeing Michael Jordan in Space Jam and like thinking, like, oh, I can do that. Like, I can be the greatest in my sport, but also make a really cool movie with the Looney Tunes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember seeing, like I said, seeing The Rock on some random show or some movie and thinking, like, yo. Or or I remember writing this poem for for class my sophomore year at Ferguson. I wrote this poem for an assignment. And the poem was so good that the teacher googled it to see if i stole it from somewhere you know what i mean like i had i i remember these things but i never put it at the forefront you know yeah and like i said with miss ozone or miss moreno
3: where I, I
2: i i take this test and say let me create this dope idea let us do it and we do it and we had this blast just creating this art yeah you know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't until i started acting and putting my art in the forefront where i realized like oh, this
1: has always been there. Yeah, yeah. And I do I do want to ask you, because, I don't know, I feel like I've always wanted to ask, if I ever got to meet an actor, I would ask them this. <laughs> if you had to go away, no, not go away, but if you had to watch three movies for the rest of your life, the same three, you can't watch any TV, no nothing, just the th- three movies, which ones would you pick?
3: Yeah. Oh,
2: that's tough. That's really, hmm, Whiplash, that's okay. just my favorite movie of all time. Um, Friday Night Lights, because that movie. that movie to me is beautiful and nostalgic. Ah, and the final movie, Superbad, because I'll need to laugh every so often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get picks.
1: They're great picks. Those, those are good picks. You know, yeah, yeah. Those, 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 were, those, those are really great. good picks. <laughs> you know, I yes. Yeah. Su- yeah. Super bad is just one of those. Th- that's one of those that you know you can always just turn on at at any time and it just, just, it's just sucked so, in.
3: It's, it's hilarious. And out.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm with my nephew. Give me a second. Okay. But, but yeah, it is. It is one of those one of those you know movies that you can throw on any time, and it is comedy, and and it it has it even has a really good message if you really pay attention to it, like. And it, it is one of those things. It, it actually speaks to what I was just saying. Is like the difficulty of this main character is realizing that they're about to graduate and nothing's gonna be the same. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's the fight to hold on, hold on uh, to that said life that they've built. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now here we go. My next question I do want to ask you about backroom sessions. So can you tell us about it?
2: Uh, backroom sessions. Back in, oh. Backroom sessions is actually an organization created by a Ferguson alumni.
3: <laughs> wow, wow. Um,
2: yeah and and he played he played football for Ferguson as a uh, Rudy Floret, Uh or, or also known as uh boss Mason. He was Ferguson's football captain his senior year mm-hmm. uh, and, and I remember uh, he came to me. Uh, he was, And we were talking about, at this point, I was already in acting classes and doing everything. And he was like, yo, I'm doing this little thing, to little artist show, and uh, I want you to perform. And he knew that I wrote poetry because after I, I graduated from high school, I started writing poems. And he was a poet, so I would send him the poems, like, let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, yeah so I'm doing this, this showcase, and um, you're going to perform. And I was like, what? No, 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 I'm not. No, this is, I just kind of write these and you read them and that's it. I'm not, no, this isn't for the world. Mm -hmm. He was like, nah, you're going to perform. He didn't give me an option. He was like, you're going to perform. Look, you're on the list. And I was like, what? And honestly, so grateful that he did that because that in itself opened, it was another huge step in this pursuit of artistry. You know what I mean? And the even greater thing about it is we did this show and I went and it was like, you don't realize how much talent comes out of Ferguson because as the shows went on, I would meet these phenomenal artists. Like, oh, where? That's what? Where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Kim. I'm from here. I'm like, what? What, what school are you go to? Ferguson? What? <laughs> you know, I met I met so many people in this in these showcases that were kindle talent, and a lot of them went to Ferguson. Yeah, and it's like, oh wow. I mean, and this is something that I was blind to, cause like I said, I was sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could be something that I just had no idea about, as 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 you know, uh, the school went. But it was to find out that there's so many dope creatives that come from the school, and backroom sessions just continues to grow and grow and grow. And now it's just, you know, a, a showcase that show, that that really gives opportunity to Miami talent in general. And that's like I said, where it was a huge step in my artistry because. I I went from, you know, writing these poems and keeping them into my in my phone to performing them and and we went on tours and I built the whole fan base and it was just this really dope thing to let me know like, Hey, share your stuff, man.
1: Share your
2: stuff. You never know who it resonates with. You never know who it touches.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. That that's a great message, you know. You don't know when when you're when you're sharing your art or sharing a poem, for example, you don't know in the audience. What somebody's going through, so your words could yeah. really just hit home with somebody, and and just like that, there's a connection sparked. Now
2: you 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 never know who resonates, man. Exactly. Yeah. at
3: all.
1: Yeah. Now Saul does want to ask you a question, you know, about the work you've done on Black Lightning. Uh, can,
0: you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. My biggest question. My biggest question is, within the DC universe. Have you met the Flash? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't at all. <laughs> they haven't
1: given you the opportunity to meet the uh, the fastest man alive.
2: No, I haven't, man. The uh, Black Lightning, man. Black Lightning was a really dope, a dope thing for me. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's, it's actually what what drove me to move to Atlanta. I auditioned for it, and it was supposed to be a one ep a one episode, one scene in what you would call a co star. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that, uh, and and it was it was super dope. It, I, I was a fan of the whole CWDC universe, and um, when I got that audition, I got really excited. I got really happy. I auditioned, and I booked a job. I went and shot it. It was one of the quickest days on set that I ever had, mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, I don't know. To say it, there's no way for me to say it. I was in my bed, like... <laughs> that day I, I i was ready i was and it, it was literally yeah. i want to say we did three takes and i remember i went i went back to my trailer and uh our ad was like oh you guys are done already i was like yeah he was like oh that director doesn't just stop just because like he's gonna work until he gets what he wants and that means you get him what he want pretty quickly that's a good thing
3: yeah. yeah and
2: i remember i was like oh dope and i went home and I saw the episode air, and me and my mom watched and I was like, "Oh, it was a super awesome thing." And like a month later, I got a call like, "Hey, they want to bring you back." And that one scene turned into ten episodes, man. yeah, wow, and it was a huge blessing for me because those ten episodes put me in a certain i guess uh level in my career in which it afforded me a lot of bigger opportunities yeah. and the connections I made from that are
1: insane. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. How has it been, you know, working with the CW? Like, you know, that that's a pretty big... That's big. That's a big network. Yeah, it
2: it, it was dope, man. It, you don't... And the thing that you don't realize when you're creating these things is like... At least for me, you know what I mean? When you're at the top, you probably do. But the thing that I didn't realize is how many people are fans of these shows and how many people watch these shows. I remember when my first episode, when my first episode aired, I was bombarded by fans like, "Yo, we know what power you. We know you have power. What, power you what, what are you doing this? Okay, what's gonna happen next?" And it was just this overload of love that I wasn't expecting at all. And I think it, that's when, that's what when, again what we were speaking on earlier is that you never know who resonates with your art. Yeah, and we never know what your creations do for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are people that work all day and are frustrated with their boss and all they want is to go home and watch their show. Yeah. And for you to be a part of that show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember one time I was at a quick trip and this lady was staring at me the whole time. She was staring at me the whole time. And I was like, quick trip was a gas station. And I was like, okay, why is she staring at me? <laughs> so I looked at her and she was like, I'm sorry. um, Are you... Are you from Black Lightning? And I was like, Yeah. And then like she was like, Oh my God, she got really excited and she gave me a hug and she asked if we could take a picture and we took the picture. And then later she DM'd me and she was like, You know, I was having a really rough day and and you were so nice and I love Black Lightning and I love the show and blah blah and she was like, Thank you because it made my day so much better and those are the things that like you don't realize when you're creating
3: Yeah. We need more that
2: Those are the most beautiful parts of it. Like it's cool to get accolades it's cool to you know book more jobs but in realizing and doing what you love you are are bringing positivity and just and certain happiness to other people's lives yeah but that's a beautiful feeling man
1: yeah yeah and like you said what they've built with the dc brand and all those shows it they have such a wide reach now you know it's so yeah so crazy all those shows that they make you know it's a whole
2: universe now, man. Yeah, C-W-A. yeah,
1: yeah. It is. It is. It's literally its own universe, you know. But as an artist, this is another question I've always wanted to ask. You know, you create. What is your favorite? Oh, uh, yeah, creation is a right word. So, what what's the favorite thing that you've been a part of that you've been able to do?
2: Ooh, Black Lightning is a thousand percent up there. I think. Uh, of of all the work that I've done, Black Lightning, especially just the set and the energy that was on that set mm-hmm. was so pure, and it and it genuinely felt like a family. I mean, there were days that I didn't even have to work; that I would just go and hang out all day. Um, and it, it was it was an experience as someone who does like comic books and someone who does like superheroes to be a part of that world was, I mean, honestly, surreal. Yeah. And I, and like I said, the connections I made are, are beautiful. So Black Lightning will always be close to my heart. Um, as far as creating, um, man, I just did a project that I can't speak too much about, but it, it's in this world uh, that I've always wanted to be a part of, and it's it's going to be on on um, on Netflix and. I'm really excited for that to come out because I had a blast filming that, and it, it 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 yeah it's it's in the vein of of some of my favorite shows, and it's in that kind of atmosphere, and then to finally be a part of something like that, where you know I'm, I'm typically my career is has been a lot of dramas, mm-hmm. crime dramas to be specific, and this time I got to be a little funny
3: mm-hmm. and be
2: around some funny, and I just. <sighs> I had a blast and I can't wait to do more of that. You yeah. know
1: what I mean? Now, you know, we don't want to get you in trouble, you know, but <laughs> can well, at least let's see, can we get a name? There is no
2: name. it doesn't have a name yet. No name. <laughs> Working yeah, title? The the most the most I can I know that I can tell you that it, it's gonna be on
1: that. Okay, wow. And recently you have appeared in BMF. What can you tell us yes, about that?
2: BMS, um, it that was another situation, man. I, I'll be honest, man. I've been very fortunate in my career. I can tell you that a thousand percent BMS was an audition for one line. I had one line, um, and I was supposed to be in episode three for one line, and I did that one line, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's that's it, that's that. And I remember a couple weeks after, was it? it wasn't even a couple weeks. I'll say like maybe one or, one week. After filming that that episode, uh, I got the news that they wanted to bring me back, and and that turned into a three episode arc, and the season the show's gearing up for season two and all that. Um, that was a dope experience, just because you are it's the first time one. That was my first period piece, right? So everything I, I've done to date has been taking place in present day. This takes place in the in the late eighties, early nineties. So being in that world and seeing you know. This road that I drive past often completely converted into 80s Detroit is the most insane thing. And, and shout out to the crew of that show because they do so well in just painting the picture and putting you in this world of like, you know, this dr- early drug era Detroit in, in the 80s in which everyone has their Jerry Curl and, and leather jackets and Adidas and, you know, the the box Chevys are everywhere, you know. It's 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 this this surreal thing to to be a part of that, and it's it's telling a true story, you know. what I mean, yeah. And and that's that's another piece of that's a, that's a big part of hip hop history that that you get to be a part of, you know. So it's it's a blessing. There's no other way to put it.
1: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I noticed Lahe here when talking about describing all the the outfits from the '80s. You woke up his dinosaur brain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy to like, yeah, cause especially I think I'm, you know,
4: I think I'm the only one that was actually uh, alive then. <laughs> yeah,
2: nah. I was I, like I said, I was born in '95, man. So
4: this is taking place
2: like six, seven years, ten years before I was even born. You know what I mean? So,
4: but in my defense, though, world in. in my defense, I was a little jit though. Like I was a little kid, so. <laughs>
2: It, it' it it's like you know you get put in this world and you you hear the slang and how they talk and like and and I don't know, man, it's a really cool experience to be to be in that position and I can only imagine what it's like to to shoot a project that takes place in the 1800s or you know early nineteenth century or or you know 1902. those projects have to be even crazier. Because, you know, there's still remnants of of fashion in those times that are in in the 80s and 90s that are present today. But when you get into this, uh, you know, garb where you're wearing some suit that you've never seen in your life, it's got to be it's got to be really dope. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: And no offense. I hope I hope you don't find us weird, but we are stalking your IMDb page. And (laughs) I am stalking your we do. We do want to ask you. About an upcoming project that it it shows that's in post production. I don't know how they have that information, but it shows that it's in post production, listed as Silent Partners. Silent Partners. Silent
2: Partners was an indie film I did uh, a while ago. I believe it's it either it has or it is currently doing a festival run. Um, but yeah, that was that was something I did a while ago. I think I have that clip, the, the clip of that scene on my Instagram somewhere. Um that, that I don't know why that still says post production, so to be honest. Maybe they're waiting to release it. Interesting. Um that came out a while ago. Which is funny because if you do look at my IMDB, Tails is listed as it already came out and that hasn't come out yet.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It, it does Ta- say yeah, it does say that it is. It out. says Tails Chaz Twenty Twenty One.
2: Yeah, that hasn't come out yet.
1: <laughs> now what's what's Tails about? Now now we have to ask. picture looks interesting. Uh, Tales
2: is a uh, is a show on BET, um, in which what they do is is they take classic hip hop songs
3: mm-hmm. and they
2: turn them into uh, hour long stories. Wow,
1: wow. Yeah,
2: it's a it's a really dope idea. They do a lot of popular songs. They do classic hits. Uh, the episode that I did is a song called Renee, which is like a '90s cut. Very, I, I had never heard it until I uh, auditioned for the show when I went to go listen to it. Um, and it's the the songs about this guy who falls in love with this well this this guy who is a street street kid that falls in love with this girl who's intelligent and and you know his dream and and she unfortunately gets killed
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and and that's that's what the song is about and the episode is a forty minute rendition of of that
1: wow that is, that's an interesting concept wow. that yeah that yeah that when that comes out I might have to take a watch at it because. Yeah. Check it out, man. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, no, that okay. So now, I do want to ask. Obviously, you know, you've done 10 episodes of Black Lightning, you know, all the other mm-hmm. projects that you've been in. And we we did You you don't have to answer this. This is one that I don't want to I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> but every artist has this a project that they're Let me let me frame this in the right way. That they're that was their least favorite, That they not that it was a bad project, but that you felt like maybe maybe I could've done better on that? Where you look at your performance and you think yourself, you did bad.
2: Oh man, I think when you're, at least for me, when you're the kind of person that I am, you look at everything and you're like, fuck, it doesn't matter. I've had scenes where people love it and they tell me I killed it and it was so good. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was disgusting, and I hate it. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, and like, it tells tells how like you know what I mean like there there are things that that you know you're always questioning. At least if you have the kind of mentality I have, yeah. And it's it, it's both a good thing and a bad thing. You know what I mean? Because the reason it's a bad thing is because I'm really harsh on myself. And sometimes when you're too harsh, you forget to celebrate your wins which I think in an industry like this one where you're told no so often you deal with so much rejection, it's important to celebrate your wins, but it's a good thing because I know it means I'm getting better Mm -hmm. because I sit down and and I watch the quad, which was the first TV show I ever booked. And I'm like, Oh, that's terrible. It means I got better. You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, I would have made this decision. Now I would have done this. Now I think that, I think that, you know, that's always going to be a thing. You know what I mean? Uh, because I always plan on getting better. Um, but there is, at the end of the day, ultimately, there is nothing that I sit down and, and, and look at and I'm just disappointed about, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, I did that in 2017 when I had one year worth of acting classes.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Or I did that in, in 2000 uh, 2019 before I started studying with this said coach that put me on this certain level, you know? So it, there is nothing that, that uh, I would say, quote, unquote, I'm embarrassed about or anything like that that I feel super bad about, but there are performances that, you know, just I know that I'm better than that now, and I'll do so much better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, where you you show maturity as you go along and you get more experience. You know, you learn and you grow from those experiences. Exactly. And that's what you want. You want to keep growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't, yeah, if you can't look at a project or, you know, whatever you do in life, if you can't look back and be like, this is where I started, and here I am now, and and take away from each experience and say, well, I learned from this, I learned from this, and I learned from this, and now I'm so mm-hmm. much better.
2: hmm That's what life is about, man. Life is about growth. Yeah. Evolution.
3: That's just yeah, what yeah. it is.
1: You know, you live You live by... You can. There's a lesson in everything. Even if you consider it failure or success, there's a lesson you can take away from everything.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Now... Obviously, we are a Fer- Ferguson-centric show, so I do want to gear back to it now. School was a lot different when you were when you were a Ferguson student than it is now. But I do want to ask you, what was your favorite class if throughout your four years, it could be freshman year, senior year? What was the favorite class that you remember to this day? Teacher, that man, I I loved that class. I love going to that class every other day.
3: Man.
2: I think I have to put TV Two up there. It's uh, up there, just because, yeah, 100%. Because you know, it, um, it was the introduction to this this love of the love of my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was the I, you know I would always talk about acting. I was always talk about creating, but that was the first time that I actually had to do it, and I was given this this freedom to create. It wasn't. It wasn't under you know this. You have to do this structure. It was like, yo, I have an idea. Can I do it? And and I was given the opportunity.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: um, and I I I love every single English class I took in in Ferguson, and every teacher, every teacher I was with. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I my my three English teachers were Miss Perez my sophomore year, my junior was Mr. Ruse and my senior year was Mrs. Forbes. And those were those classes I love so much and, and once again it, lead, it, 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 it led me to the love of this, this art. Like I yeah. just said before you guys called me I was writing. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So um I've always been a fan of English.
1: Yeah, you've always you've always had an appreciation for reading, writing you know, yeah. like, you know, you write poetry, but I do want to ask you, because every student's going to, I know every student's answer. How was it writing? How did you feel writing essays when, when you were, you know, for assignments? Did, were, did you enjoy it?
2: <laughs> that is a different kind of writing. <laughs> and that, it's, not, it's not one that I like. <laughs> um. I think, you know, I, I'm in love with writing when I get to choose what I write yeah. and how I write. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, when we had the assignments where it was like, oh, write a poem, I was like, oh, I'm about to get in my bag. Or it was like, tell a short story. I was like, oh, I'm about to get in my bag. Yeah. But when it was like, give me a 10 page about blank, 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 it was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know? Um, but I mean, it is what it is. It's a part of schooling and, and it's a part of your growth.
1: Yeah. No, of course.
2: You know what I mean?
1: And are there still any poems that you, like, have kept that you wrote in high school? Like, that, that you wrote maybe in your free time or in class and you're like, this is so good that I've, I've you know, you've kept it around.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell you this because, uh, you know, as an adult now, it's hilarious. Uh, what made me start writing poetry is that I I thought I had my heart broken, <laughs> and <laughs> and it's so funny like when I look back on the, when I look back on the situation, it's like all right, bro, that was a little dramatic. But I started uh, uh writing this note in my phone just to express myself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And as I was writing it, I was like, "Hey, this is right." <laughs> like I was legitimately just. Dis- my emotions, that's uh-huh. just Like I was just talking, and it was like a diary thing. And then when I read it, I was like, Yo, this one. And I, <laughs> I showed my my, I don't know who I showed. It might have been my sister or or a close friend. I was like, Hey, is this read this? And they're like, Oh, you do poetry? And I was like, nah, I do it. You know what I mean? And and I was like, Okay, let me let me try again and try again, and try again. And it just became a habit where, you know, it started off as this heartbroken uh, um, diary entry (laughs) to, you know, what it is now, which is, you know, one of my art forms.
0: Wow. I still
2: have that poem. I'll probably never read it, but I still got it.
1: (laughs) So you owe your start to writing poetry to a heartbreak in high school.
2: Yeah. Yeah, right? Isn't it funny? (laughs) <laughs> and it's so funny why it's funny now is because like it, 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 it wasn't that serious <laughs> but it, it it, led me to something very It, it
1: unlocked yeah it unlocked something you know in you it it unleashed exactly. your potential yeah
2: well wow. I love it now, I'm grateful for
1: it the last thing I do also want to touch on is Lahe was filling me in that you do have some podcast experience and well this <laughs> is this is a podcast so you know Let's hear about it. What what was your podcast experience like?
2: <laughs> it was a, a short-lived um, podcast called Old Wooden Ship. Um, and the reason it's called Old Wooden Ship is uh, I don't know if you have ever seen um, is, it, is it Anchorman? I think it's Anchorman. Oh yeah. And they're That's talking awesome. about it's the scene where they're talking about uh, diversity, adding diversity. Oh yeah. It's when they hire the the woman to be the anchor, mm-hmm. and they're all having a fit, and they're like, "Well, you know, we need more diversity." And the guy goes, "What's diversity?" And he goes, "I think it's an old wooden ship they used in um the Civil War." And the reason we focus on diversity is because me and my two other co-hosts, I mean co-hosts, were all different but all the same.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: know what I mean? Like, you know, I was I was black. One was Latino. One was white. Yeah. Uh, one was raised. I I kind of was raised. You know, a little bit in the hood. The other one's raised in the mix. The other one is like completely suburban. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're all big guys. You know what I mean? So like, it, it was this whole thing. We're like, oh yeah, we're all the same, but we're all very different. Mm-hmm. And um, we took, we started doing that podcast, and it was, it was very funny, and it was a good time. Probably not uh, school appropriate, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely had some good laughs, and we built a little bit of a fan base, so that was cool. Uh, um, unfortunately, we kind of had to stop because, well, one, I, I, um, I was moving here to, mm-hmm. to Georgia, uh, and also one of our co-hosts uh, gave up um his uh, he didn't want to do entertainment anymore,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know what I mean? So, uh, it just became two of us, and it didn't, it just didn't have the same dynamic as all three, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we did, we had done one last podcast, and then I was just
1: the end of that. Okay, wow, yeah. Well, look, yeah. thank you so much for joining us yeah. for today. We really, we really of appreciate course. you taking the time.
2: Of course, man. I love Ferguson. Mm-hmm. It's always a part of it.
1: Yeah, and you know, we want to take the time. You want to shout anything out? It could be you know, as something as simple as your Instagram or any projects you got, any people, any people.
2: I mean, well, first of all, shout out to just everyone that was a part of my experience at Ferguson Mm
3: -hmm. in general. You know what I mean? I
2: think my time there was very special to me. Um, As far as, you know, any of my social media, if you guys do want to keep up with me, uh, you guys can find me on on Instagram at Rafi, R-A-F-I, so dope, S-O-D-O-P-E, no spaces, no nothing. And I also have a, a photography page in which, I shoot BTS on all the shows that I work on, mm-hmm. and that's called Views from Set. And um, I have a, a, my personal art where you'll find some poems and stuff uh, at A So Dope Story. And um, outside of that, just keep up with me, um, and I promise there's some big things on the way. And you know, the world's gonna know my name very soon.
1: Awesome. Well, once again, thank you for taking the time. We appreciate it a lot.
2: Already, man. Already, I appreciate you uh, bringing me on.
0: All right, Ralph. How good, one, man? Crazy, man. Crazy, brother. All right. Be safe, y'all. All right. Bye. All right. See you, man.
1: Well, that that was a that was a great talk.
4: Great experience.
1: That was fun. That was really he's, fun. He's a fun guy. I yeah. see what you mean about his laugh yeah. being contagious.
4: No, but definitely give him a follow. He's a talented cat. Uh, there's definitely, um, you know, someone to look out for. I seen some of his, his stuff. Like I I saw him on the quad and honestly, I thought he did a good job. I would have never watched the quad unless because of Ralphie and then, you know, Black Lightning, he was fantastic in Black Lightning. He has one scene where he's with Jill Scott. She's a, a musician and now actress. And, you know, he was awesome in that scene. So he's definitely got some talent. Yeah, Yeah. and
1: and he's got big things on the way, making a Netflix debut soon, you know, a Netflix project. But, yeah, that is about going to wrap it up for us, guys. Thank you for listening to Episode 3. And please stop asking me and Saul to bring on uh, Johnny in the Halls, okay? We don't want to reveal any any information because we're secretive. But you guys can stop asking.
0: Yeah, and stop bothering me about it.
1: Exactly. But thank you, guys. We really appreciate you for tuning in. You know, the the schedule will get back on track, and we will see you guys in Episode 4. Take care.